welcome. Uh, this is the Acolytes of Merlin. We're your hosts, Johnny Andvetsky. And Jonathan Halper. So this is part two of our discussion on the wise man's fear. Book two in the King Killer Chronicle by Patrick Rothfuss. Where you think that it's going to wind down after everything that happened, um, especially based off of Name of the Wind, but uh, that is not the case. <laughs> Uh, where when we left off last um, with the uh, with the uh, Dungeons and Dragons party, yes, so they had just completed their quest, and we're going to go back and get their reward from the mayor. Mm -hmm. And they happened to run into um, uh, what they might have thought was one of the best things—a beautiful naked woman. Yeah, uh, but mm -hmm. as it turns out, uh, it. Uh, turns uh, both into a world of crazy. Yeah, you, you could say that. <laughs> so, they, the group that had just recently defeated the mercenaries comes upon the, this beautiful naked woman who, as John said, was crazy. He is seduced by her and basically follows her into Faye. <laughs> and I... Faye is I'm, I'm tempted to think of it as just kind of one more thing um i mean it is kind of a, a different world but it's just yeah. kind of another thing that happens to mm -hmm. kind of quote the legend but it is really significant because this is really the main other mystical thing that that is the truth for this world i'd say um, you even the have with the other being. No, I mean as compared to just the normal, the normal world. Oh yes, this is this mm -hmm. is the main uh, characteristic yes. of this magical characteristic mm. of this world because you even have a Bast saying I think it was last book saying that you have all of these legends of demons and monsters, and it's all us. It's all the fae. It's all fairies. Which is just to say that, like, it's just, it encompasses everything mystical about the world, and that makes it so huge. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. No, that, I would agree with that. Yeah. Um, and it certainly lives up to its name because we have, <laughs> we have uh, this uh, oversexed, uh, we, we'll, we'll call it, definitely call her a creature. Um, Creature's a good word. <laughs> uh, and uh, Rothfuss does a cool job of uh, cementing this by uh, having her, uh, all her sentences not start in capital letters, which kind of shows to me that it's basically just... the She's not even constructing the sentences or even saying words. It's all just kind of coming out naturally. Yes. It's very natural-esque. Right, because for... Or at least, they... Bast and other characters allude at actual society within Fae, but the Felurian certainly doesn't, at least to our knowledge, have much interaction with that, so she wouldn't really... No, <laughs> no, we saw... So, we didn't see any of that, and <laughs> I would even think that, like... I would imagine that the Fae think of... Felurian, consider Felurian, you know, this is a part of how things are yes. here in, in the Fae, but um, I would never consider her to be a part of any kind of society, any kind of society. No, exactly. So, so she has, 
there's no her her reference for communication, like you were just kind of just saying, isn't doesn't really have like she doesn't really have one other than basically having sex with people until they die. Right. <laughs> That's pretty much her only or communication. Or go insane. Yeah. And I guess then die. But yeah, all men must die, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, it is really yeah. It's really something else. Yeah, and it's the it's a. It's interesting because I, I, this is this part in particular. I feel like is where Roth just kind of shows his skill because, under another author, this sec this section might just come off as well. Oh, it's just another sex scene, which uh, well, and, one after another. Yes, after another. yeah, right. Well, yes, yeah, one after another. After or one another. long one, however you look at it. <laughs> yeah, because Quoth, and I think Quoth even says he doesn't really like. There really isn't a day night cycle. It's just kind of like or there. Well, well, the, well, it's really yes, cool. The way it right. works is mm -hmm. when he travels, it becomes more day or night. Yes. When he goes places, which is kind of like here in that if you are traveling, it does change yeah, yeah. Um, how Different you experience day and night, but you have mm -hmm. to travel pretty fast to do it. Yes. Yeah. Like either pr pretty fast and or pretty far. Mm -hmm. You know, pretty fast and pretty far. <laughs> What does that say about the way that time works in the Fae? You know? It's it, it, but it doesn't really... I mean... It, it's a... It's a... It's not really a thing unless, like... I, I don't, mean, I yeah, don't it's... Know. I, yeah, it's... Uh, there's, there's also the moon. Um, how the, the moon is... There, there's the whole legend about how um, there was that... Uh, those magicians, um, right. like, like that. Maybe there was one major person um, way back when, um, where he what, tricked it, like the moon. Yeah, tricked yeah. the moon into giving up its name, and now it uh, has to um, leave the sky uh, every so often and in bits and pieces, which explains the phases of the moon. Yes. Oh, yep. Yep. That's right. That's right. And that that's the story, but it's not. White, how it is? It's like it's it, you have half of it in yeah. It's like half of it oh, is wait. in Fay and half of it is in yes. And this this wasn't Faye. this wasn't a really interesting thing because it's basically say it's whatever. It's like the the closer I forget what it is, but the moon has some pretty direct functionality as to like how the Fay appear in the real world. So like in the present, because Bast makes a comment about like oh well. The moon is like really, it's like really close, or whatever is happening with the moon is basically merging the Fae and the real world like very closely together, mm -hmm. um, which is interesting. Yes, exactly, yeah. because you have the when the it's a new moon, um, the when it's a new moon, the Fae is strong. Is the, it's strongest? It pulls people. Yes, it pulls people from Fae, from, from the real world into the Fae. True. Yes. And when it's a full moon, creatures from the Fae come into the real world. Yes. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And it's correct. two different yes. kinds of danger. That's really interesting, <laughs> and it also kind of, it, it um, touches on all of the countless full moon legends that are everywhere yes um, yeah. but it puts a really uh cool uh logistical twist on it right yeah um and also another thing so the other one kind of 
cool, well, really neat section is when in this uh, is when Felurian weaves quote his shadow his shade or uh, yeah his shade. shade yeah his like basically shadow cloak mm -hmm. like literally cloak made of shadow. Mm -hmm. <laughs> uh, I just think it's a really neat section and how how it's described and kind of how. Quote describes it and how other people interact with it later on is really interesting. Yes, yeah, and uh, you have where it uh, it saves him. Yes, it saves him mm. when he's uh, attacking the the uh, the troop the the the, the troop. Yes. It's not a troop. Yeah, that's yeah. right. Yeah, uh, so so you know, that that setup's pretty good. Yes. Um, Do we want to move on to? Well, what to that to that so it fully I, yet? No, 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 the cafe, the cafe. Well, uh, we should mention that um, they they are kind of Rothfuss is kind of pulling from a typical thing of the male hero kind of conquering sex. Oh, okay, um, yes, go ahead. With Felurian, um, and I'm pretty sure that him being a virgin before the hero being a virgin beforehand is cliche too. Well, so all right, so our traditionalist. So <laughs> all right, so so here's the thing with that: it it is cliche, and it is traditionalist. It's also if you're now this goes into the whole male part of that, but it is um, it, it is a part of the of joseph campbell's hero's journey uh specifically this part is quite literally being tempted uh, the, uh confronting the temptress it's called uh, the woman uh, as yes temptress. So, yeah the, the woman as temptress so i guess if we're looking at joseph campbell's stuff this is literally both the meeting with the goddess and the woman as temptress and so but either way it is kind of that male hero conquering sex and i don't know about you but i don't i don't see many significant differences um with Florian in that regard yeah th this is kind of it's one of very the, it seems very classic th this is kind of one of the only parts of a if you're either prescribing to joseph campbell or any other hero myth mm -hmm. This is kind of one of the only sections that is a pretty standard. Yes. There isn't like... I mean, it's a cool section how he writes it. Oh, let's... The one thing that is kind of significant plot-wise with this is when he name, When he does what I, and I think you said this too, perceive to be calling Florian's name. Right. Um, which we... It doesn't explicitly say that, but we're pretty sure that it's calling Florian's name and not calling the name of the wind and trapping her in it. Yes, because presumably, I would guess, given like how Rothfuss has presented things so far, the Florian could probably resist the name of the wind to an extent. Or, let me rephrase that, I don't think folk, like being able to call up a gust of wind it alone would be enough to mm -hmm. like bind the Florian. I wonder if the name of the wind would even be the same in the <laughs> it probably, I, it's a good question. That's I, that, no, I just thought yeah, of that. <laughs> that. That's a good question. Um, but so I would then, uh, do you want to move on to the cafe? 
Sure. Yeah, so I personally think that this is the more important part of the Fae journey. Everyone else thinks so, too. Yeah, so, uh, yeah, yes, yes, everyone in the world does, this too. Is, this is important to, Felurian is important to uh, Quoth's character and the shape of the story. The Cathay is important to everybody. Yes. Um, so, so, basically, it brings... The Cathay is a spirit in the Fae that is able to look and see your deepest, like, basically see your deepest desires, fears, like, what makes you, you, and it chooses to use them in a usually negative, or it usually uses them to, to manipulate you into making <laughs> some sort of brash or just, just decisions purely on his information, or its information, because it doesn't have a gender. It doesn't have a gender. Um, and it, it's it's kind of like a twist on the on the djinn, um, who uh, always tries to make uh, wishes be as bad as they possibly could be. Right, right. Um, that, you know, that's a, yeah, that's a good one. But um, with a djinn, you could always, I mean, no one chooses to do this, but you could always... Not wish for anything, but as soon as you happen upon the cafe, it starts talking to you. It starts talking to you, and any bit of information that it gives you is is terrible. And one of the two main things that it says, it reveals that Cinder of the Chandrian was the leader of the um, the bandits. Yes, that, and then it re and well, it reveals that. Dena's Dena abused. Yeah, Dena's being, yeah. Um, yeah. And those things specifically because they're both kind of at the heart of Kroth's story because the Chandrian being his main motivation to really, I mean, it, it's motivation not to do anything. Yeah, motivation, period. period. And, and Dena kind of being like, well, when he's not, when he's not, Pursuing either magic or <laughs> some sort of studies or the Chandrian, he's probably looking for Denna. <laughs> right, it's the main thing that doesn't have to do with anything. Like, he went uh, to the mayor for that reason, for the Chandrian. Yes. He's at the university for the Chandrian. He doesn't have his friends due to the Chandrian. He just has friends to have friends, but they're still right. connected with the university and... Um, Although I think that Denna is going to end up being pretty connected to the Chandrian in book three. You think so? I think that the fact that she was writing a song and that her patron wanted her to write that song about the Chandrian means that either her patron is involved... Her patron is trying to draw them out, maybe. Yeah, and so I think they're... While she's up to up to the point where it's revealed that she's writing a song about them, she seems pretty kind of separate. Um, that uh, she'll be end up involved, uh, end up being involved with them. Anyways, we we can talk about this in a little bit when we talk about Denna. Sure, but, sure. Because I have a few other things on her, mm -hmm. but um. Anyways, with the cafe, my one of the key things that the Faye does for. I think as a reader is it asked you as the reader, you kind of start thinking, well, what would the cafe say to me? Mm -hmm. Yeah. If I were like, it can get speaking very personalized. Yeah. So like, yeah. yeah. And that kind of lead can lead to like interesting kind of 
uh, interesting is a really poor word, but like it, it can lead Usually to intro. It, <laughs> it can lead to introspection. It can, yes. Um, as you said, you ask, well, what would it say to me? And oh, I did not. Oh, yeah, go ahead. Yeah, you asked what yes. the it, the reader asked yes. what would the convey mm. say to me, yes. and uh, you also think what would you know, what would I do as a result of those things, and really what how how could I beat it? Because that's what um, Bass and Chronicler and everybody that's that's mm -hmm. what they're asking. They're they're thinking this is the only part of the story that is reaching into right now because the cafe's yeah. reach is boundless yeah. mm -hmm. um it affects anyone that comes into contact with both there's a strong supposition i think you might have brought this up there's a strong supposition that the cafe is the cause of the war that's going on right now i might have i might have, i might have brought it up i might have heard a theory about that but i mean e e either way that would make sense because given the information we have Quoth is an integral part in the war starting. Yes. G given what, he, at least given what he and Rothfuss have told us so far. Uh huh. And him being the Cathay's bullet is not so far fetched a thing to assume. Right. And, and even if it's not the intention of the Cathay to start this war, if you give. He's probably pretty happy about it. Yeah, it's, it's certainly not. I mean, it's. Yeah, and given that, given, like, Froth's character and, like, what the basically nails that the Cathay is able to drive into Kvothe, <laughs> um, like, Kvothe's gonna do some things with this information that probably will end up, or I, this information reveal will probably end up leading to the war in some way, shape, or form. Mm-hmm. Or at least help him along the way to doing it. Yeah. I think the only problem I had, and maybe this is just uh, me being used to more traditional story structures, is that when they put so much uh, importance on the cafe near the end of the book, um, and it, it just seemed like this is something, this is a name we haven't even heard until rather late in book two mm -hmm. and now it's suddenly very central that felt awkward to me it, it does you uh you know not as much i mean because uh, again a, a lot of this is from quotes perspective and so uh, unless he, someone were to bring it up prior to quote talking about it it kind of doesn't make sense. Like, it, it doesn't... I can't really think of where it could have come up other than in a discussion between Quoth, Bast, and Chronicler in the Waystone Inn. Because Quoth wouldn't have had a reason to talk about it in his story prior to this point. Well, Rothfuss can kind of butt in here and just kind of have something that the Kvothe runs into that ha that he would have a purpose to say but does have a that 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 ties into the cafe anyway that's true that's true that's true um i guess it, it wasn't quite I, I didn't quite have a problem with it but I, I could see how 
it could be it could be viewed as being a more powerful thing story wise if it were introduced earlier. But at the same t at the same time, Bass's um, reaction is priceless though because we have this um, otherworldly creature that we're at at first not really sure whether he's because it's it kind of seems that he's very delicate and benevolent at the very start and we yes. suddenly re and we realize very quickly that he's not. Yeah. <laughs> he's a really formidable guy and here he is just sick with fear mm -hmm. as soon as Quoth mentions the Cathay and, yeah. we're, and we're like, oh geez. Yeah, what, is this thing? what is this thing? <laughs> yeah, it, it, that in particular is kind of interesting. Which, well, I guess we'll, I'll talk about this now because it's more directly related to the Cathay. Later when Chronicler, at the very end, when Chronicler goes and reveals that he was at the cafe. Mm -hmm. And so that, and so he's kind of like, well, Chronicle is basically like, try, trying to ask Bass, like if they're, I forget how exactly he phrases it, but, um, it, it just, it's interesting because his reaction is a little different than Bass's. Not by much. Well, well, his chronicler is his his final reaction isn't especially is is not instinctual because he recognizes that Bast is incapacitated, right, um, by these yep, legends yep, and he's yep. and they've they've spent this entire time listening to this living legend yep. and realizing that there are ways that um, he did everything that he did and he's like and he's thinking okay even if it's something that lives in the Fae. Chronicler thinks, why, why can't we pick apart um, the cafe and how it does what it does? There has to be a way to beat it. That's yeah, that's true. No, that's yeah, it's it's a really. I think it's a cool. I think it's a cool inter that interaction in particular is cool. It's also a reversal of what happens in book one when Bast has his late night visit to Chronicler to basically threaten mm -hmm. him. And then in this one, it's Chronicle saying, like, hey, like, wake up. Mm -hmm. Kind of it. Well, I get, yeah, basically. And, you know, real, real quick, um, just to add on to that, there's an interesting parallel with um, when Bast is threatening Chronicler in the mm -hmm. first book, you have him um, not only threatening his life, but, like, making his life a living hell and just detailing exactly how he's going to do that. Which yes. is mm -hmm. kind of Cathayish. Yeah, yeah. And so you wonder, is this something that kind of pervades the Fae, the fae society? Yeah. Just this kind of manipulation? And I would think so. And in other depictions of, like, Fae and other stories I've read, manipulation half and half-truths are a pretty integral part. I'm thinking mostly of the Dresden Files, although... You, yeah. I see. No, that, I've, I've not read. Yeah, that, that that's the main one I'm thinking of because there's a the Fey courts play a big role in that. But either way, I, I do think that it is something that would pervade Fey society in general. The kind yeah. of manipulation, half truths, probably more half truths than lies than yeah. flat out lies. Because mm -hmm. like yeah. those are more sinister. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Now we we should move on to the oh the Adam. Oh, yeah. The eight down, apparently, um, Johnny's favorite part. It is. <laughs> well, hasn't Johnny starts off? Oh uh, yeah. So basically, after returning him the Fay, Kroth ends up back 
long story short, he's off with Tempe to learn how to fight from the Adem. At least that's all he really kind of... Well, and, and I guess character-wise, this is where he kind of levels up his... Um, Levels up his skill, his, his his XP and his skill and his skill tree in uh, in a uh, hand to hand combat. <laughs> but this section is a lot more than just both learning how to fight. <laughs> it is. It is. We learn a, a lot about this culture, and we kind of think that you know, the, Tempe is is just this um, odd cat, basically, and we're going to. Uh, this is really all we're going to see of him. And that's all that he's going to be. But he introduces us to his entire world. And it really is fascinating. Yes. Um, you have here fighting as a vehicle. What do you mean by Because you, you, you just said it was oh. more than fighting. Oh, yes. So it's... The way they view fighting is almost kind of like... They almost view it like dancing. Or like... Or other ways of self-expression. Um, right, yeah. And, and so... Or... The... The Adem view fighting in a way that some that like that a in a way that somebody that's been practicing martial arts for like their entire like for a long time might um, as like not just hey I just want to go punch this guy really hard because like or I need to punch this guy really hard or for self defense or whatever mm -hmm. but like this is a way to communicate with somebody like this is like a way to show like kinship and whatnot. In Kroth's, in, in Kroth's uh, context, it's a way to start flirting with his teacher. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, um, we'll, but a little more of that later, and, but go ahead. And, well, e even as uh, uh, someone who spent, um, the only one to have spent as long as he did with Valorian and escaped with his sanity, so he's not... His, his actual skill set in this is very, very good at this point. But even with that, he's still at first thinking, okay, but I'm not with her, with Valyrian anymore, so I have to kind of step a little more carefully and not just be all loose and yes. no matter, it doesn't matter, right? Yes. Apparently not, because they do not care in the slightest. And so this is, I guess, we can, we can just talk about social conventions in general with the Adem are really interesting, because... We'll, we'll continue along this train of thought, the kind of sexual norms slash kind of teacher-student relationship. <laughs> um, it, well, it, sexual norms in general, it's just sex with the Adam, it, it's it's not, it doesn't like, as you were saying, that there, there isn't nearly the kind of, I'll say, I say taboo, but it's not, that's not the word I'm looking for. More like what you were saying about stepping carefully, like, it's not this, thing that's like well they, either... they they kind of imply that it comes from the absence of disease in their society the absence of sexual yes. disease in their society yep. mm -hmm. which they um, enforce very strongly by not engaging with outsiders yes correct yep. yeah yeah mm -hmm. and that's you just have think about like what would that do to a society if like they're they're so um In, into their yeah I, I, sexual I, stuff that they just constantly do it well apparently one of those things is 
they don't realize that there is any correlation between having sex and having a baby. Yeah. Because why would there be? That whole discussion was, it's, that was, that whole discussion is like gold because like all of that, when Quoth, I forget her name. Penth. Yeah, Penth. Like basically that, that initial one, when she refers, Quoth says something about like, forget how basically it comes up like, oh, or Jordan getting pregnant or something. And she's like, oh, well, oh, ho, ho, you believe in man mothers. <laughs> and he's like, well, what do you mean? And she's like, man mothers, you know, like you actually think that the male has something to do with like having a child. And he's like, and he's like well, yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> she's like, uh, he's like, yeah. And she's <laughs> like, okay, why do you think that? And everything that he puts forward, she ideologically or in in theory is able to defend and put away and kudos to her to being able to do that but he's sitting there like you just have to use science yes <laughs> I'm, okay i'm sorry i'm just sitting there like i <laughs> you, you guys need to learn science yeah it's really interesting kind of thinking about that and in that discussion i at least was kind of thinking oh well like Maybe she, maybe she's kind of like, just, maybe there's a kind of a few people that think that, and like, the elders kind of really know what's going on, but then he goes to Vashet, his mentor, her teacher, and she kind of laughs at him too, mm-hmm. and is like, well, yeah, I mean, like, you're, like, you're just kind of trying to kind of rationalize males as having a, some, as having a meaningful, like, part in society, like, mm-hmm. <laughs> and he's like, and as you were saying, it's like, well, just science. So it's interesting that as the as a culture that that they don't really have a concept of like fatherhood or Right. And and then so if you um are the only gender that is responsible for doing life's purpose, which is creating more of you, yeah. then why wouldn't you be in charge? Yes. Yeah. And that's what happened. This is a true matriarchal society. Yes. And it's interesting because it's not like it's like, it's not like Rothfuss is like hitting you over the head with this. Like it's, it's not. You realize it slowly. Yeah. You realize it slowly and it's because, and, it, and, it, and it's more like, because so, like Rachette, like all of the prominent, actually almost all, I think basically all the prominent characters both interact with in this part are all female, with the exception of Tempe. I mean, maybe there's like I I can I cannot remember a single other significant because like character. The, the leader of the school is like a is a woman mm-hmm, and that's not unusual right the 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 keeper of the historical record um particularly of with the, the swords, swords yep. and everything mm-hmm. that's a woman yes um, which real kind of tangent real quick talk about a cool or talk about a unique uh, sword passing down method. I don't think I've ever read any... You have to recite the entire history. You have to know your sword's entire history. Mm -hmm. And, like, that's just, like, the beginning of, like, (laughs) kind of understanding your... Like, it's really, like, having your sword is really a response... Like, it's it's a responsibility and a duty. Yeah. Yeah. And an honor. Like, it's not, like... Oh, like, this is a really cool sword. It fits me perfectly and I can swing it really well. It's like, well, it does that. But, like... Why does it do that? What are all these like? Who else used it before me? This is such an, you know, Im- important grave thing about the swords, and it's really important to the Adamic culture. And what does Kvothe do? 
he immediately says, no, you know what? The sword name should be this. Oh, yes. That's, that's right. <laughs> yeah. He doesn't say it out loud. Yeah, it's but... in, his, in his head. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to think. Um, you also have the, the women. Um, I don't know if you said this. They, they, they are the more... Uh, they, they consider themselves, themselves to be the more competent fighters because um, men are, are rasher. Oh, wait. Real quick. Back on that note... Um, from the male's point of view, they view, the women kind of say that, oh, well, sex for men is a way for you to get rid of your anger. Is that, that's it, that's right? That's right, anger. Yeah. And they were having trouble with the linguistics of it. Yes. Um, and, and, uh, Penth was speaking, uh, Torin, she said anger, and he says, I don't think anger is the word you want, but after some discussion, it seems that... Yes, because it, it's, it's more really kind means. of drive desire like yeah like it yeah through that discussion because mm-hmm. he's kind of referencing drive desire or but, or some kind of will onto the world yeah something like that um, yeah it seems even more basic than anger is really um interesting yes concept. <laughs> uh the other kind of so this is one's kind of surprising um so sex is not a super intimate thing in the Adam culture, but music is. <laughs> and you know that if something is um, different about music, Quoth is going to run into it. And since it's more taboo here... Oh, and uh, yeah, it's very... Like, it. it's basically... I'm, it's very taboo. I'm just saying it's more yes. taboo than, mm. than out, out there where yeah. Quoth grew up and... Uh, that's that's that that's, that makes it difficult for him. <laughs> yes, because it's almost like so the scene, yeah because the scene when he talks he plays he finally plays his lute his lute right he has his lute yeah he yeah, has it to to Vachette, it's kind of that's almost like they view that as almost like how say the other cultures or say we would or a lot of people would view basically being naked around somebody. Mm-hmm. Like Which is it, why he puts or, up the sheet. Or, yeah, or be, being naked around somebody in a, like, sexual way. Mm-hmm. Like, like that's, like, it's, yeah, like, it's, it's a super intimate kind of, like, you are bearing your soul to somebody. Mm-hmm. Which is really, I, I like that. I, I, I like the commentary in the sense of, it, it's almost like Rothfuss saying, hey, like, maybe we as a society should, and think, think to, about different things as intimate. Yes. Well, and kind of music, or kind of music, and like music as well. But, or specifically, but yes. Yeah. It fits with the whole hand talk thing because you have um, a, a taboo on... Um, facial expressions. Facial expressions, yeah. which are, you know, more about emotions than hand talk which is more strictly communication yes and uh not and it's not really i don't know how to say taboo but like it's it is kind of scoffed at and looked down upon like the only people you the adam use fa- facial expressions with are like family or like people that they, they basically consider to be the family right and the music is even more yes. like whoa <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah so um, that 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 i found yeah, I agree with you. It's a really, it's it's like it's one of those. It's not just another like kind of throwaway culture that you could come up with. It's one that 
puts our own culture in a completely different position um, where it, I really do buy that, oh, we could be considered barbarians in this way um, to people who prioritize uh, different things and think of uh, uh, these, these emotional uh, things as, as taboo um, and stuff. Yes. No, I like that a lot. Yeah. It's, it's just having having a different perspective and, and kind of keeping your own culture in perspective uh, in that way. I think, do you have anything else to say on the... On the Adam? Um, well, there's the, uh, the, the... How they live uh, very simply, but... Um, it's not extravagant um, the way that they, they live in their houses. Um, it's very carved into the land. It's all very utilitarian. Um, but it, the way that their houses are structured, it kind of celebrates their... Um, it, it celebrates a kind of affluence, and this, but it's uh, the full enjoyment of the simple things. Yes. There's, yeah. there's a couple of pages describing exactly um, how Kvothe comes to realize that they are very rich places that he's looking at, even though it seems to be very simple at first glance. Yes. Yeah. So that's, that's no, interesting. I, yeah, it's a, yeah, it, it is because you, and what's, what I particularly like about that is, and kind of the section in general, is you see, you meet Tempe is because it's, it's a really cool example in a story where you meet an like somebody in a particular culture, uh, and kind of you see them kind of in comparison to everybody else in the world. So in this case, you see, you meet Tempe in relation to like everybody else that's not Tempe or not Adam, and you think, oh, he's kind of weird. Why does he like or like or different like what, what would kind of cause him to act this way or kind of have these different views and then once you get that window into his culture it's very it things make a lot of sense and you feel like like I, at least i felt like i really understood tempe as a character like as a character more once you see like his entire culture yes and you and you think of him in a, in a totally different place Yes. Um, yeah. Agreed. Yeah. Um, it's not long, though, until Kvothe gets to use what he, his training after he leaves. Yes. Because um, he In a just, rather proactive way. <laughs> yes. He loses his everything um, coming across. Um, because it, it, it's it's good setup, because it's it, the entire series, he's... Um, been able to not help himself and it even happens later with the mayor's new wife the one place where yep. he can't help himself is when people when people crap on the edema roof mm -hmm. and this is uh, oh, uh miles more than that these are people who um are not only not only killed edema mm -hmm. roof which you know plenty of people have done that but they are impersonating them Yes. They're, they're wearing their skin. And kind of uh, trying to gain the favors and things and 
more positive things that can come from being in a demon room. Right. Without any, without any of the negatives. Yes. Yeah. Or the work to actually or the do work. it. <laughs> and you can imagine how Kvothe sees all, as an, a true Adimaru, he sees all of that, and um, them asking all of the questions and kind of going through the water and wine ritual mm -hmm. is really them just rubbing it in his face and mocking him, and you think, wow, how can this not make him snap? But the interesting thing is, you don't realize that any uh -huh. of this is happening as it's uh -huh. happening. I was just about to say, that's what is so kind of, it's, it's a really cool writing thing because, you, like you said, like you, you know, it's it's not until Kroth starts killing people that you're like, what, what's going on? <laughs> yeah. And then, kind of his, I forget where he says it, but when he kind of explains, like, oh yeah, like, I knew right away they were fake, like, and so I basically, because he enacts his plan pretty much. Almost as soon as he gets there, because he starts poisoning them, like pretty much. He has to yeah. because he doesn't. He gets to the um, the pot of stew pretty early, and he has yes. to poison it then. Mm -hmm. Yeah, this is. Yeah, this. Is, I, I really just felt everything. <laughs> yeah, that... um, I would be interested in reading the lead up to it again because I'm convinced that there's um, very subtle signs upon reread of things that are just dissonant. Oh, and ways that he acts that just seem a little I'm too casual. I'm sure that if we went back and read, like, the f opening section of Name of the Wind when he's, like, with the Adimaru and, like, kind of certain rituals that they follow and then go back and read this sequence, I definitely think that we would see... I, I'm sure all that's 100% intentional, and I'm sure that we would, like, see... Or if we really, really looked into it, we could see kind of what Kvothe sees and what they do wrong. Everything would seem discolored. Yes. Even if you went back and read um, the uh, the legend of the... I forget which, which story it's in, but they go through that ritual. Um, not while he's... Not in the beginning of Name of the Wind. It, it's in this book. It's in Wise Man's mm. Fear. Um and they go over this ritual, and I'd be willing to bet you it's not the same. <laughs> yeah, no, that's yeah, and, and that's just that that's just good writing on Rothus's part. It is, it is. I, I admire that very much. Uh, now, um, do we do we want to? So yeah, so let's talk about Denna. I think Denna is the really the final thing to talk about because yeah. this. I, it's 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 very difficult for me to navigate this, but it, it feels like such a special romance yes okay wait real quick before we continue on denna i read so i read something that some form about this and somebody asked rothfuss how the story or somebody asked rothfuss i forget the exact phrasing of the question but it was something like how would the story be different if it was if if Kvothe were, oh yeah, okay, how would the story be different if Kvothe were a female? And Rothfuss said his story would look a lot like Denna's. If, if that he, sounds so familiar. Yeah, I, I forget where I saw it, but somebody had asked him, like, if Kvothe were a female, well, it would, it said if Kvothe were a female, the story would look a lot like Denna's story. I think that's a really interesting insight, because it kind of, because it, Doing that kind of makes you think, all right, 
assuming most a lot of a lot of the plot things stay the same as far as the Chandwin and stuff are concerned, but he's a female instead. I get it. It kind of makes sense that he would like go through. A, so, for example, the music stuff like that's his primary means of like supporting himself. That's also hers. But look at the things that she has to do to make that happen that he doesn't. Yeah, and you could also say like, what if? both were a woman and his background was slightly different. Not, yeah, not, yeah, not, a little not, bit different. Not yeah. a high station or anything, because Denna isn't. Um, she's had to claw her way up, but um, even though it was, it was a low birth, Edema Maru gave him certain skills um, yes. that she hasn't... She, does, she doesn't have. She doesn't her, have. Or at she's least had not to work as for, She's had yes. to work for, um, which made it hard because she had to work for them, she didn't have the background, and she's a woman as well. Yes. Yeah, so that was like a that that was one of the most interesting insights from an author about a story I think I've ever heard. Just because yeah, it really yeah. it really kind of makes you think. All right, well they're almost he's basically saying they're two sides of the same coin. And the other part about it is, are you really surprised that Kvothe is in love with the female version oh, no, of himself? Not at all, because <laughs> Kvothe one of his one of his biggest one of his main characteristics is his ego. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so, like, it, it totally makes sense that he'd basically be in love with himself, just mm -hmm. the female version. I mean, like you said, not entirely, but, yeah, it's, so, yeah, yeah. so that was a really, and that, that was a really interesting note, but. Right, yeah. Um, and their relationship is uh, reciprocal um, in ways that that kind of reflects, um, we kind of see her from Quoth's perspective, and he's you know always focusing on the um, there's that there's the, the jealousy that comes out because she she is she's with, with all the with, suitors she, she's and... with all the suitors, but she has shown signs that she seems to think the same of him. Yes, because she, I think she senses herself in him, and senses him as someone that also doesn't stay and is is stable like the yes. like the mm -hmm. um the whole um observation of fella um about him versus sim oh that's right mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. how he's um it's it's a wonderful quote it is uh about him uh not having anything of lasting value it's he's basically like a stone a really interesting stone but doesn't but it should ultimately yes. um, be thrown away because it doesn't offer. Um, yeah, no, that was, that was kind of. Well, it's funny that he, that she's taking shots at Kvothe, but um, mm -hmm. yeah, and the uh, oh, I what you were talking about. I have to thought about Tana Um, he. What was that thought? Uh, not sure. Um, Just yeah, it, it, it'll come back to me. Yeah. But anyways. Yeah. Um, the their the main thing is that their their conversation after all of this is over and it finally reunited. Oh wait, um, real quick, I remember what I was okay, going to say. Right. Yeah. D kind of piggybacking up what you were saying about Dennis seeing similar things in Quoth. Kind of the perspective that a lot of that is the perspective of like 
we and as the audience and quote only see Jenna when she's like she disappears for like a few months and then she comes back and like she's with her guys and like she doesn't explain like a lot of her life to growth life to growth and she seems mysterious and like and so kind of quotes like oh like and so growth like gets kind of irritated at that kind of kind of and Jenna she like you said she sees the same thing but she she also sees like he like disappears or like I won't see him for a while and then he'll show up mysteriously and then or like and then like while he's being like he'll kind of make hints that he's in love with me but he won't really like commit to things and kind of and so that's kind of what uh I, I guess the point I'm making is that Quoth getting mad at Denna gets mad or irritated at Quoth but the same things that he kind of gets irritated about with her. And the reasons are probably pretty similar, which probably goes back to what Rothfuss said about if Quoth were a female, that his story would look a lot like Denna's. And that might be the the way to pinpoint their tragedy, is that they're so they're just enough alike for it to get in their way. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, or, or, or almost that they're alike in, like, the wrong areas of their personality for them right. to, like, work out as a... At least mm-hmm. for now and as far as we know, since obviously, at least in the present, Quoth is mm-hmm. not with Denna. <laughs> um, but, okay, sorry. So you would start talking about the conversation by the river towards Right, the end which kind of kinda brings out a lot of this. Um, I... It is frustrating but expected that even though... Um, it's kind of a, he even talks about this, how it's a, a perfect reunion scene with him even giving her the, her ring, mm-hmm. which I don't know about you, but I was nervous the entire time that he was going to lose that thing somehow. Oh yeah. It's, <laughs> or that yeah. Debbie would have sell, sold it or something. Yes. I was, yeah, I was, I, yeah, I was half expecting Debbie to have sold it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But it didn't happen and everything worked out except it totally didn't because, yeah, there's there's something. Like I said, I don't know exactly what to think of it. Maybe there'll be it'll kind of come all. Uh, uh, the the rest of it will become clear, um, and it'll solidify in the third book. Um, but yeah, they're just they're they're just dancing around each other, and it's it's very sad to watch. Yeah, yeah. So do we want to talk? So I think we should talk about kind of so now do you have anything else specifically on the wise man's fear before um, we get into a, a little we zoom out a little bit i think uh, i think it's fair to zoom out okay. um so uh yeah so i guess things i guess kind of one thing i was thinking about things that kind of the third book has to i i used the phrase has to but like things that the third book will more like like plot lines it kind of will resolve Mm-hmm. The big one, I mean, the big one that it does kind of, the, the, the biggest question that it has to answer is how does, obviously, how does Quoth get, and I think it will, is how does Quoth get from, like, the university to the Waystone Inn? <laughs> right, exactly. That, it, Which, it, and that, it that does, is going on. That, that is the major thing that is absolutely going, that's, there's no question it's that gonna that's going to happen. It's going to be answered, yeah. That, that is going to uh, be answered, and because so, this is Kvothe's story. It is going to be the end of Kvothe's story. Yes, and Rothfuss has actually said that, 
this isn't necessarily like the end, the last thing he'll write in that world, but it will be the end of Kronk's story. It's not even remotely the story of that world. No. He's made that clear. Which I kind of like. Well, I like and don't like uh, yes. it because, um, well, I'd, I'd like it if like it had enough of, a, I thought that this was going to have enough of a resolution for it to be feel satisfying enough. Wait, why, why is Man's Fear or King Killer Chronicle? King Killer Chronicle. Okay. Both story to have enough of a resolution um, tied in with the world. But I don't think he planned it that way because he said that, um, I forget how he, where he said that he was, he was like, when you realize that you've spent all this time writing a prologue. prologue yeah, I saw that And I'm somewhere. just thinking like, how how good am I going to, especially since this clear this is going to be at at best a bittersweet ending. Yeah, it's, it, this is not going to be happily ever after. <laughs> if you think this has a happy ending, <laughs> then you haven't been paying attention. Yes. <laughs> Shifting series a little bit. We, yeah. We'll... We might eventually do Song of Ice and Fire, but... We, eventually. Eventually, but we need distance from, like, the show, and, like, maybe eventually when the books get done, if they get done. <laughs> yeah, when we're um, George R.R. R. Martin's age, we'll cover, <laughs> and uh, his his uh, his son has finished writing books. Um, does he have a son? Oh, uh, wait, did, did you just make a Tolkien parallel? <laughs> <laughs> Blasphemy. I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. When Brandon Sanderson finished <laughs> writing the book. <laughs> when, 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 San, when, uh, that's pretty funny. Um, but when that actually happens. Or, or if he finishes this series at this point. <laughs> that's right. Although, I don't, this is one series I wouldn't want him to finish. For sure. Oh, Sanderson finishing. Yeah, I, I would Sun not, like, his, no, 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 King Killer. Oh, King Killer. No, like as much as I love Sanderson, they're would, opposite writers. They're, yeah, they're opposite writers. Sit, like, I'm sure when I get to it in Wheel of Time, it'll fit why Sanderson was chosen to write Wheel of, to finish Wheel of Time. But this is one series I would not want him finishing, just because their writing styles are so different. But, yeah, but as a I mean, um, as a as a win for diversity, Sanderson loved Wise Man's Fear. And oh. <laughs> Rothfuss loved Way of Kings. Way of Kings. Yes. yes, yes, they even sponsored each other's books. <laughs> That's pretty great. Um, um, but yeah, the and the kind of the two kind of central question. Going back to the third book stuff, the two kind of central questions that I that I I the two central questions I would feel unsad that I the, I guess the only two things I would be unsatisfied with if they weren't answered were what king does Quoth kill. And right. how and, and like how does he start the war, or how because or how is he tied into the start of the war, and hopefully what's in that chest? Yes, well, yes. Um, so I get a feel. I get the feeling we won't figure out what's behind the doors of stone. I don't. Th I don't think they're gonna. No, I don't think they're gonna. Op I don't think it's gonna open. <laughs> I think it will. I mean, the you think it will open? I think it will. the The working title is the doors of stone. So I, I of, of the third book. But so wouldn't I, it be such a Rothfuss thing would to be, do? Yeah, I know it's be. hard to accept. It would be, um, but yeah, the chest. Uh, oh, which he can't open. He can't. 
there I was reading that the, was surprising to me. Yes. Like he's I'm like, oh, he's opening it himself, and that's really clever, but it still didn't you work. You know what? I wonder if Quoth as fully realized I wonder if a fully awake Quoth, as Bast would kind of put it, would be able to open the chest. For whatever for one reason or another. Like Quoth kind of reactualizing himself would be able to open the chest. And he knew that he wasn't going to be able to open the chest. He, he, he yeah, really he, did know, but he tried. So apparently he's he's just... It's, it's supposed to happen again eventually, and yeah. it's the time hasn't come yet, and he was like 90% sure that it wouldn't be here yet. Yes. Whatever that... All means. <laughs> yeah. Um, there's a theory, I think, that, like, the moon is in the chest or something like that. Oh, man. Like, that piece of, like, the, this, this one, that's one theory that I'm kind of, like, meh on. Um, I guess, how, well, well, the one theory, I guess, I read that I think has, the one theory I read that has, that seems to have the most credence to me, and this hell actually... This is good because this all touch on something we didn't really talk about. Um, is that people the theory and that Quoth's ma Quoth's mother or that Meloan Lackless, the mayor's wife, or now wife, is Quoth's aunt. And that Quoth's Oh yeah, I remember this. Yeah, and that Quoth's mother is her sister that was whisked away by like someone from the Edema room. It's too perfect. Yeah, like it, it's that almost seems like R plus L equals J level. And for those that haven't read, for those two or three people in the world that haven't either watched the show of Game of Thrones or read the books, I'm not going to say who it is, what that means, but it does seem like R plus L equals J level of like, it's, it's, there's too many signs and they're too specific for it to like, not almost not be fans it's r plus l equals j is a level of um what was well. <laughs> was a level of theory that um was was so basically canon that fans forgot that it wasn't canon at the time yes well and in fact that's the question that's that's the answer to the question that martin asked uh uh, Weiss and Benioff when he was trying to figure out if like if they should do the Game of Thrones show that's the answer to the question that he asked them regarding lineage um so <laughs> I so I, I would yeah so I, that I, I do think it is that kind of level of this is kind of canon which is interesting because there aren't a whole lot of other things about the series that I feel like you could really say about like I don't feel like there's a whole well again I haven't done like there aren't any prophecies there are there isn't right. um, any forthcoming um, confrontation um, except except it could still be both in the Chandrian but even if that confrontation happens I don't see it ending well for him no I mean I I do kind of I mean. That that story has to have some sort of resolution because Kroth's story is tied to the Chandrian. So like there has to be some sort of resolution to that by the end of book three. Um whether it's 
I and I'm I'm betting a lot of this is all tied together. All of this meaning like the king that he kills, the Chandrian, like the war, like I'm betting a lot of it's tied together. Mm-hmm. And they're probably I hope it's not the mayor. I mean I, I mean no, I don't, because they've said he's basically a king. Yeah, I, I don't I don't think it is, but I mean I, I guess it could be, like, obviously, but I don't think it is. Um uh I'm trying to think. I think um well the um, the kind of two kind of leading, not leading, but like two theories are that it's Ambrose because there have been a few, no, there have been a few specific mentions about, well, he's 16th in line for the throne or something. And so like, if, well, so like if, if, if basically all of, if something happens, like all a those war. People, yeah, like a war, like where all those people die and like he's, and like Ambrose becomes king, uh-huh. then could be that or there's also a theory that it is will i always mix up is will or sin the one that's noble one of them is a merchant yeah there's another theory that it's sim i I, like that like that's i mean that's even more of a i don't like i buy it's interesting because i I almost think ambrose's time has passed you know for that (sighs) yeah and and it's weird because i i almost well It'd be interesting if it were Ambrose. I kind of think that's a little too cliche. That like the king that he kills is like his arch, ne- his is like his his main rival. It's more tragic if it if it were the mayor because it's someone who um, gave him end up giving him so much. Yes, and yeah, I, I would agree with that. And so then, if it's none of them. And kind of the question is: Is it some? Is the king that he kills someone we've already met? And I mean, I guess that's kind of the question that's underlying the last few minutes. But right. Um, um, so that's the, those are the different things that can be the doors of stone. But yeah. what is our opinion of what we have read thus far? So of the King Killer Chronicle as a whole, I so it's funny. I think well, a couple things. This and we also need to do our. Uh, real world applications. Okay. Um, but as far as the King Killer Chronicle as a whole, I think a lot of this is kind of tied to what we said about Name of the Wind. We've, we've said a lot of it about Name um, of the Wind. But, but because, again, since it's not a... Since the series is not a super plot-based thing that's reliant on, like like, say, like, Mistborn or something where you don't really understand the whole thing until you get to the end, and then everything makes sense. Now, that could happen with Doors of Stone, <laughs> but that doesn't seem to be Rothfuss's, or at least, that doesn't seem to be Rothfuss's, like, primary style of writing. Uh, so, I think it's a very important entry to the fantasy literature canon, and it's also important, and it, in that it's, like we said before, it's a really good example of a fantasy story, but also subverts a lot of the more traditional things that you've come to expect, both from kind of hero stories in general, but also from, like, a fantasy tale. Um, and And if... People might be kind of plus or minus on Rothfuss's style... Like, if, if you don't like, like, for some people, it might be a little too flowery. Um, now, go ahead. And not a lot happening. Um, in the same 
way that sequences of events happen in other books. Yes. Which, and, which could grate on the nerves of some yes, people. Yes, especially, especially given that so much of the story is set up, up front, expectation-wise. Um, you mean with it being a story told from... Yeah, that, that too, which is kind of like... But just in general, when you start reading Name of the Wind, you hear all these things about Oh, the Crow. legends. Yeah, just kind of like the legends of Quoth and like all these like fantastical things he did and kind of like if like that could grate on somebody's nerves that a lot of that. So like, for example, one of the legends is he fights a dragon, which is the Dracus that he fights mm-hmm. at the end of the Name of the Wind. And like, obviously that's a key part of the message Rothfuss is saying about how we tell stories as a society but that could also be kind of I. There are people that this that could be read as like, well, that's kind of dumb. That's not a really set. That's an unsatisfying like. That's an unsatisfying way to break to resolve that part of the legend, mm-hmm. for example. Yeah. Uh, for me, the short answer would be, um, uh, I. Appreciate it as you do. Um, it is too experimental, ultimately, to ever make it into you know, my my favorite books. Mm-hmm. Um, it for me, it's missing um, the intricately woven, woven, and, and ultimately, and at points, satisfying plots mm-hmm. where things have things have kind of mini resolutions and such Mm -hmm. um whereas this is just kind of things happening and an exploration exploration is really the thing to call this series yeah exploration of both exploration of the world that he's in exploration of these themes that rothfuss is dealing with yes um it doesn't feel as I, I want to say constructed. I don't know if that's the right word. I, I don't think that's the right Cause word. Because I'm sure it's plenty. It, it's constructed very well. I, well, I, I don't think that the only reason I would say that you know, the only reason I would say that I don't like that quite like that phrasing is because Rothfuss has said that he's all he's always thought of it as the story. Right, yeah. Meaning yeah. like it's so I think he he meaning he's known the ending and the major plot points for like twenty years or something. Right. It's just so, but but anyways. Yeah. Yeah, well, yeah, like I said, I'm not satisfied with that wording, but it's just it's not it's, it's not put down down in a way that um is continually satisfying to me. I I would say that's 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 a fair assessment. I I I personally don't necessarily agree with that. Um I think now this is kind of me in my initial read, that was kind of how I felt, but after this read, I, I have a, even a more positive view of the series. Mm-hmm. Now, I will admit, some of that is dependent on him finishing the series. Well, now, I, I'm not somebody that's like, Rothfuss needs to finish the book, he needs to write, but part of the impact of the series will come when it is concluded. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the reason why I'm allow i'm kind of more i would it sounds like a little more satisfied with it than you are is because i 
We, and I guess I would say more with myself as well, that I'm so used to others like Sanderson, Brandon Sanderson, George R. R. Martin, Pat, or, um, uh, Robert Jordan, J.K. Rowling, where you get these kind of, um, these, like you said, mini resolutions or, or kind of resolutions at all, because Weissman's fear doesn't really have a, I mean, plot lines are resolved, but it, it, it's, it's more, it's not, it certainly it does not resolve the story, obviously, but, mm-hmm. um, but yeah, it's, it, it's, it's, it's certainly, I, I use the word interesting and I know I've overused that, mm-hmm. but like that for this particular series, since he is like actively subverting or speaking to like a lot of tropes and stuff, it is kind of interesting. It is, it yeah, is it, a, it piques a better, interest yeah. in that way. Yeah, I don't know. I, I like I like ma- magicians as my. Or yeah, is, I, I really like the magicians trilogy, um, and I find some similarities in the way that it kind of um, moves through the plot. Um, yeah, in that it's not like. Yeah. Hitting a bunch of points very tightly, um, but I really, really like that, and that might have to do with character. Um, and I think that's just a, a matter of like it's not whether you you're making an author's making good characters or bad characters. It's just how it's <laughs> the way I think of it is you're, like you're a, not... a, a a a a landscape is more your uh, thing than than a, than a watercolor. You know, the, I, mm. I I think of this as more of uh, a watercolor. Um, that's uh, Rothfuss's Yeah, characters. no, that's fair. One, and, and t- admittedly, so K- you are not necessarily supposed to like Foth as a character, like as a person. Um, the you're more supposed to kind of so it. You're very you're very much intellectually trying to put this guy together, um, and. I don't want to spend my whole time doing that. Um, I, I there are definitely points, especially certainly him with with Denna, mm-hmm. and certainly him with his family. And when you kind of get past all the crap in his head and yeah. get down to his core, that's yeah. when I enjoy it. But there's a lot to sift through. And if that's quote, that's quote. I have no problem with that. It's just there, there is, and and a lot of that probably is Rothfuss as well. Like kind of like choices that he makes that aren't it's not just Kvothe mm-hmm. talking like it is kind of choices that Roth has wanted he, did, he made Kvothe yeah. <laughs> yeah 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 true story um, um so I guess see I, I I would ask like would you recommend or under what conditions would you recommend the book but I, is there I mean my answer is pretty much going to be the same as Name of the Wind yeah and I and I think mine is the like, same as that in that like I, I mean Pers- if you were to ask me yes or no, I would say yes. But know that it's know that it is a it, it's a very it's a long story that doesn't necessarily move fast and the that doesn't necessarily move quickly if that's what you're looking for. Uh, so just kind of be aware of that. If you lo- like. Um very intellectually stimulating parts to a story, be it story structure, which is not going to hit your instincts right. <laughs> especially yeah. um, strongly. Um, if you like intellectually stimulating characters and intellectually stimulating ideas like the Adam, Adam yeah. especially. That, that's the big one for me. Mm-hmm. But 
and uh, and the magic systems. Yeah, the too. magic systems. Mm. It's not as meticulous and like. Um, uh, well, it is. It is. It is meticulous yeah. in its own way, but um, uh, there's there's a bit of vibrancy to say Sanderson's that this is a little separate. <gasps> well, from. yes, uh, yes. I mean, uh, personally, you're asking me. I mean, Brandon Sanderson is my current favorite author, so I mean that that's. I personally resonate more with those types of books, but given that this is what it is, it's, it, I would, it, 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 you kind of know what you're getting into is kind of the, exactly. Yeah. The, would be what I would say. Mm-hmm. So um, yeah, the, 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 the major general theme of mine would be if you are really, uh, if you've seen all you've wanted to see with more traditional fantasy and you are looking for something that is intellectually stimulating, um, on all fronts I think that's then Roth right. this is for you yeah that makes sense um any I'm trying to think real well the one one particular real world application I was thinking of and we kind of we kind of brought this up when we were talking about I the, don't have any uh, that's fine I, I, I just, off the top of my head no, I'm, fine. Sure, I'm sure I've, if I thought about it <laughs> yeah I have one in particular is kind of is perspective and so kind of perspective of like cultures of our own culture of other people's cultures and where they're coming from mm-hmm. On kind of how Quoth and his initial observations of Tempe uh, and kind of his journey to learn more about the Adam culture uh, kind of says to me, at least, Vathis isn't using that as a message per se, but the kind of message that I get from that is kind of understand why different cultures or people act or do the way that they do before making, before passing any sort of judgment Mm -hmm. on it. And Kvothe is definitely a vehicle for that because even with the Adem where there are a couple of things where he's like, whoa, this is really, I I don't like this. I do not like this. Um, He still tries. Yes, yes, yeah. No, there's, there's a message for you. Yeah. Uh, so I think that do you have anything else as far as the King Killer Chronicle is concerned? Mm-hmm. Uh, well, just kind of what we said with Name of the Wind. The other real world application oh. would be um, the uh, how we understand things through stories. Yes, um, and mm. to um, just you know not accept the narrative you're given blindly, yes. um, and just uh, try to. Uh, you know, accept their perspective and internalize the perspective of the teller of the story, but then, you know, reserve judgment. That's the message I get. Yeah, I that I like that a lot. I think that makes sense. Uh, so that then concludes our discussion of the wise man's fear and the king killer chronicle. We will do uh, the novella, slow regard of silent things Event- at some yeah, point. Yeah, at, at some not, point, not scheduled. Yeah, there. Yeah, at some point. Um, mm-hmm. And of course, doors of stone. Yes, when it uh, at some point comes out. Um, so n- next, we are going to be. John and I are currently reading two series concurrently. So mm-hmm. I am reading The Wheel of Time, which is one of John, which I have not read before and have kind of been putting off for a while, and is one of John's favorite series. Mm-hmm. And I'm reading Stormlight Archive, which is uh, jo- one of Johnny's favorite series. 
Yeah. So yeah. so we'll be so we'll be getting into that right now. We're planning on doing sticking to a kind of two book or it's two book two episode per book, book structure structure yeah. schedule. Uh, we're gonna play around with the kind of structure of the episodes a little bit. Um, but expect those wheel of time episodes very very soon. So, yes, yes, so, sooner rather than later. Mm. Uh, so again, uh, this is the Acolytes of Merlin. Um, we're your host Johnny Andrusky and Jonathan Halper, and thanks for listening. Mm.